Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Under the Stained Glass, where myself and my partner, Ms. Whitney, are mm -hmm. here to talk about the sermon today, maybe from a family and youth point of view. And today in church, we were talking about just how important it is to try and live in that sweet spot of reflection and repentance and forgiveness and joy, all of the mm -hmm. things that Jesus really teaches us should be number one in our lives, to live in that sweet spot and try to avoid being pulled into the crisis of the moment. And I think that really becomes the challenge for us is to, how do we balance? How do we avoid being swept up in the drama of our lives or the story of our little lives and miss maybe the bigger story of God's story and our place in God's story and how we should be living that out. Yeah. And like you said, it's easy to get distracted and fall out of fellowship with God in some sort of way. And when I say distracted here, I'm not saying, you know, anything particularly bad, but I'm talking about focusing on what we think we need to do in our lives or what we think we need to focus on rather than seeing what God wants us to see and focusing in on that. And these things can be things that we all experience. It can be balancing a job and family or worrying about getting the children to, you know, swim or ballet or art or on and on and on, whatever it might be and running around trying to make sure all of those things fit into every time constraint that we have or worrying about a difficult child. I know that happened in my family. Worrying about a bigger house and how to have the money for a bigger house. And all these things are important, but if they're out of balance, mm. that's where you really get into a problem because they can distract us from God. Yeah. I mean, it's this influx, this fire hose of information, yeah. uh, stuff that we're juggling. But information also just on a grand scale. I mean, the fact that we have access to so much information, mm. information about God. Yeah and other people's experiences with God and different translations and ways to look at the Bible. We have such great access mm -hmm. to so much information, but we also have this counter stream of information that can even dissuade us from God or even dampen, I think, our enthusiasm about life with mm -hmm. Christ. And I think Again, so much goes down to this idea these days that there's such a hyper-focus on the crisis of the moment and the immediate instead of our place in this big story of God, that God has a story and we're part of it. Exactly. Or maybe you do realize that God has created some sort of story, but maybe you think that, mm -hmm. yeah, he created us and he inspired the Bible. And once those pages ran out, he was gone. He was done. That was it. And he's never come back to intervene in our lives. And this is that view that God merely observes humanity. He doesn't partake in humanity. And that maybe, I don't know, he took a really long seventh day to rest. You know, <laughs> this has been forever. And this might be a helpful way to explain why we aren't miraculously pulled out of negative situations that we might face. Mm. But in our lives, it can affect us negatively as well. Because when we disengage from God in that way, when we think that he's disengaged from us, we're not going to hear him talking. We're not going to think that he even does, which is just not true. Yeah. I mean, the watchmaker God is really handy when you want to believe in God, but you don't want to believe that he cares about what you do. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> or anything in your life. But that's also a really sad, sad thing. It prevents us from understanding the mercy and beauty of God, that He is really present with us all the time mm -hmm. in our lamenting moments, in our celebrating moments, and that He is actually actively speaking to us mm -hmm. in and through those kinds of events. And that, in fact, far from being a watchmaker who's off watch, you know, He's <laughs> 
really never stops speaking to us, that he's never absent. It's just always a matter of whether we are tuning into him or not. You know, So that always becomes that tricky balance. How do we get his message and how is it that we train ourselves to listen, to be able to listen well? Yeah, and if you're really focused in, if you're really determined to fellowship with God, we can come up with what I would call a prescription Mm -hmm. for staying close to Him. And this is what I like to do personally in my life. I would say first, you don't want to go to Him just to ask him for something. Parents know, you know, parents are listening, they know this, that you don't want to only see your children when they want something. You don't want to only talk to your children when they want something. You want to have a relationship with them. You want them to be able to come to you, to talk to you, to just know you and you know them. And so you should remember this and meditate in on what he has done Mm. and what ways you saw him in your life throughout the day. Maybe it's something mundane, but it's something that's special to you. And just really focus in on these things where He, God, is alive in your life. And then spend some time with Him. It might be silent meditation or prayer or reading your Bible, talking, but most importantly, listening. Mm -hmm. Listening in because you will hear those answers probably to most of the things that you've already, you know, you were had on your mind to ask him for the first place, Mm. even before they come up. And then if you're focusing in on him and you're really in tune to what he wants, you know, from you, because you know him at this point, then you can ask him for those things and you'll be right in tune with him and you'll know what to ask for and you'll be able to get those answers. Mm. It's just beautiful that you have a prescription for prayer, that you have a strategy Mm -hmm. by which you approach God each day. And I think that's really important. It brings to mind also, I think, the importance of actually using the Lord's Prayer, that there was a reason why God, why Jesus gave us that prayer as our model prayer, that it really does help set us up in that sweet spot Mm -hmm. of recognizing our relationship to God in humility and moving into repentance and also into discovering His will for us, living in that kingdom of God where we're really understanding and, and acting on His will for us. Yeah, and the great thing about this is if we are really focusing in and we are engaging with God and putting Him first in our lives, parents, then Mm -hmm. this will ultimately trickle down to your family, your children. And it's not just you at that point. It's you and your family, which is what we've talked about before, the foundation of the church. So you're really affecting not just yourself, but everybody around you and the greater community as a whole and just the body of Jesus as we're engaging with Him, as we're getting excited about Him. And it's really, really great that we can do that. Gosh, and that's so exciting too. And it's really important to remember, I think, that even though it seems like we're not doing anything important, you know, we're just going about our regular day or whatever those things are and our prayers, what do they really matter? Especially in light of the big issues, the big crises of the world. Still, it's every single thing that we do mm-hmm. that draws us closer to God has an effect on those around us. And even as we were talking about in the sermon, goes down through history, part of his story, mm-hmm. down to the generations. And that's just super exciting. We're part of that big giant story. Yeah. And there's a great verse in Hebrews chapter 12, verse one, and it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Mm, the race that God has set before us mm-hmm. to really be those people who come to him, come into relationship with him, find salvation in Him and live with Him forever. I mean, that's the plan. Yeah. However we get there, 
That's the plan. Yeah. And that's just an awesome thing to know. So, okay. Thanks for being here, Ms. Whitney. And thank you all for being there listening. And we will talk to you next time. Yeah, sounds good. Bye.